BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've heard Vladimir Putin speak pretty much every day. There was very little except we are going to continue. We will win. Russia will win in this war. It's a just fight for Russia. Very little on how exactly he plans to make a lot of headway except for sending more people there to the front line, which right now, at least for the time being, doesn't seem to be having the desired effect for the Russians. Yeah, I'd say not. We're at the one-year mark. It was a year ago today that the bombs started falling on Kiev, and at that time... We were being told by our own government that they expected Kiev would could could fall in ninety six hours. Um, as far as that recent offensive from the Russians, uh, I've heard several people. I saw H.R. McMaster, a number of people say it's on. It started. I saw a Ukrainian um, officer of some rank say the other day, "Yeah, it started, but you can barely tell." So if this actually is the big Russian offensive, it ain't leaving much of a mark. Well, perhaps it is. We'll see. Dr. Jeff McCausland joins us. Jeff is a CBS News military consultant, founder and CEO of Diamond Six Leadership and Strategy, LLC, and a senior fellow at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the Naval Academy. Jeff, how are you, sir? Very well. It's great to be with you guys. You bet. Thank you. you. So a year ago today, what did you think was going to happen 
And how do you feel about you know that looking back over the last year? Well, I feel in good company as a so-called military analyst because every analyst that I knew expected just what you suggested a few moments ago, that Kiev would fall within a few hours. We know Russian officers, by the way, were told to pack their dress uniforms because they were going to need them for the big victory parade and celebration that was going to happen in Kiev in, in just a couple hours. And I believe that was an assumption that Vladimir Putin made, that the Ukrainians wouldn't fight. This would be over very quickly. Obviously, that has not happened, and the Ukrainians have been inspired I remember as well the words of Vladimir or of Vladimir Zelensky uh, early on in this conflict when we asked him to evacuate, to be able to set up a government in exile outside of Ukraine. And this young former comedian said, I don't need a ride. I need more ammunition. <clears throat> and that seemed to me to be almost a turning point in attitude, which has colored the Ukrainian response. And of course, secondarily, I think if you look back on this, we should reflect on the fact that Putin assumed that the Western alliance would be disunited. Mm. He had seen what had happened with Afghanistan. He had seen the United States polarized and focused on the Pacific. And he thought there would not be a concerted response by the West. Well, that has proven untrue as well. In the last few days, we saw the president of the United States, for the first time perhaps in our history, go into a combat zone without U.S. air cover and also give a speech in Poland in which he complimented his allies for their unity and said we were there to support Ukraine as long as it takes. So in your opinion, where does the conflict stand now and where is it likely to go in the next, say, six months? Well, as you suggest, again, it seems to be at the moment somewhat frozen. The Russian offensive, I think, is ongoing. I talked to people in Kiev just the other day. We see large-scale Russian ground infantry attacks, particularly in the area around Bakhmut and Vuladar and, and Kramina down in the, in the Donbass region as they try to envelop that particular area. Uh, but it is just that, largely pretty poorly coordinated, large-scale infantry attacks, not supported by armor to an enormous degree. Uh, nor by real heavily coordinated artillery fire, though there's a lot of artillery fire. This has been endemic in the Russians, their inability to coordinate what we would call combined arms effectively, and the fact that they've lost a significant amount of military hardware and a lot of manpower. And most, a lot of these young uh, recruits that are now advancing might have only had two or three weeks of training. And the Ukrainians so far have been able to hold out. How this will go next? Well, the Ukrainians have got their primary professional forces held out of the fight right now, and that's really been territorial forces for Ukraine in the defense of Bakhmut. So I know they're preparing for a counteroffensive, which they expect will occur later in the spring, perhaps after a lot of this promised military hardware like tanks, Leopard 3s, M1s, Bradleys, more artillery, and the like have arrived. And as we see towards spring, maybe an effort by them for a counteroffensive, which I think will try to cut the land bridge connecting Russia uh, with Crimea. And if that occurs and is successful, then we might see some conditions whereby some kind of a negotiation might, in fact, occur. So there's a piece in the Washington Post today by a guy we like, Josh Rogan, who's uh, uh, saying that the, the, the Biden philosophy is getting it all wrong. The whole time is not on Russia's side. We will stick with it as long as it takes. No, 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 no. We got we to help them end it now because Ukraine is getting just decimated as a country and Russia can keep it up until they finally have to capitulate. So we shouldn't be looking at it as a draw-it-out, wear-down Russia thing. Russia wants to wear down Ukraine. How do you feel about that? No, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, we've said, many people have said the Biden administration has been managing this war and not trying to win the war. And I think the Ukrainians that I speak with as well realize that time is not on their side, not only in terms of military manpower and material, but, but Western support. 
Let's be honest. American support for this war has softened. I don't think it's dwindled. The, the polls I read suggest the majority of the American population strongly supporting the war in Ukraine. But we do hear those voices, many even up on Capitol Hill, some people even considering, I think, running for president that says the United States should not be involved in this particular co- conflict. And the Ukrainians take take cognizance of that. So time is not on Ukraine's side. Uh, I think that's one of the things Mr. Putin thinks he has. His willpower is stronger and more enduring than ours is. Well, I, we're going to ask a couple of people this question today, so I want to hear your answer to how important is this? How big a deal is it to the United States? What's our national interest in uh, Ukraine not being defeated? This, I think, is a major inflection point in the history of our country, quite frankly, at this particular time. Uh, Were uh, Mr. Putin to be successful, what he will have done is undermine the international norms that were established in the Second World War and move us into an international system which is guided by the law of the jungle, that if you want to take a particular territory and you have the military means to do that, then then you you should do that, no matter how many people die along the way. And would undermine, to my mind, the values that the United States has uh, stood for ever since its creation. Freedom, justice, the right of individuals to create their own democracy, the rights of sovereignty, all those things would be undermined. And thirdly, it would encourage every dictator around the world that if Putin can be successful in doing that, we have aspirations for territory and we should take those on. Let's be honest, there's no doubt Mr. Xi Jinping is watching this war very carefully. How does the West react? How does the United States react as he continues to describe Taiwan as part of part of China and might someday decide to use military forces to, in fact, secure that democratically elected government on that island? Jeff McCausland is online, CBS News military consultant. Jeff, I don't know if it's a lack of imagination on my part or what, but I'm having a difficulty imagining how this conflict ends and what that looks like, because out-and-out capitulation by one side or the other is not going to happen. No, I, I, I still think that there's a, about four ways this could happen. <laughs> one could be it could go on for an interminable period of time. This could be World War One, frankly, and we need to be honest with that. Number two, it could become sort of a frozen conflict whereby there is some kind of a negotiation, but there's ongoing fighting, not unlike we had when this began. Because don't forget, if you're a Ukrainian, this began in 2014 with the occupation of Crimea and a portion of Zelhansk and Donetsk and a frozen conflict that ensued. One side or the other could score a stunning victory. We might see the Ukrainians collapse. Frankly, I think there's a possibility you might see the Russian military collapse, uh, presenting a fait accompli. And then the last is some kind of a change in leadership uh, in, in Moscow. And that could go either way. It could make things better in terms of possibilities of negotiations, or it could make things actually worse. Uh, but those are the only four ways that I see this war coming to any kind of a conclusion. Wow. Dr. Jeff McCausland, CBS News military consultant. It's always enlightening, Jeff. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, guys. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know, I tend to agree with his point of view on the importance of this. I also uh, I think I agree with Josh Rogan's Washington Post piece about this angle that Biden's going with of we're, we're in it for the long haul. No, no. Long haul is the way Russia wins, not the way Ukraine wins. I think that's a really powerful point. It's a good point. Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to be talking to Josh in hour four of the show. If you don't get hour four, you got to go do something. Grab the podcast later, Armstrong and Getty on demand. He's got some really good points to make. Um, and I we're going to wonder... talk to Mike Lyons later, who I have a feeling, unless he's changed his mind, is going to have a different opinion than you just heard. So if you don't like that point of view, you might like Mike Lyons' point of view, where he he's he has been saying this is a regional conflict that is not really our thing. Yeah, if you uh, are unfamiliar with the show, perhaps you're new to it. Here's a, something crazy we do. We listen to different opinions and kind of let you decide on a lot of issues. So I wonder... What it's going to look like between now and when the uh, tanks that the West are providing to Ukraine actually hit the scene in earnest. I understand there are a handful of the German tanks that are uh, that are in country and they're training on them, that sort of thing. But what can Russia accomplish while those are coming online? Because the Russians uh, have radio stations, too. They know that the Ukrainians would love nothing better than to take some uh, Abrams tanks and, and the other heavy armaments and bust through their lines and, and sever the connection to Crimea, like Jeff was talking about, in the south of the country. And they want to make sure that doesn't happen. So can the Ukrainians hold out long enough? If this is the big Russian offensive, and you can't even tell it's happening, that's not what people were worried about a couple of weeks ago. And is it because they're you know completely untrained unsupported, unfed, unarmed prisoners or people drug off the street that are fighting in the Russian military. Yeah, I don't have any idea. It's all been so so crazy and not impressive. It could be. On the other hand, I'm, I'm just popped into my head. I'm reminded of way back uh, during the Gulf War where uh, the news media spent like 48 right. hours on the air saying, is this shock and awe? Is this, this could be the beginning of shock and awe. Is this shock and awe? You know, every time a light bulb would, would go out. Right, and they told us, you'll know it when you see it, and it was pretty clear when it started. Yeah. and may, So you're, you're suggesting that maybe this isn't the beginning, and when Russia starts, you'll know, oh, this no, is the beginning. I, yeah, I don't know that, but it's their... entirely possible. So what's the name of that paramilitary group? Wagner the Azov Battalion. Oh, oh, the Wagner Group. Yeah. So that's uh, like 55,000 people strong. They have 40 some thousand in Ukraine right now. And they're run by Putin's chef because he was literally Putin's chef, but put together this uh, this group of many prisoners now he's the video that we played audio from he's going around to the prison saying hey you come fight you can fight the evil nazis in ukraine in six months you'll uh you, you'll get out and you don't have to go back to prison now if you get there and decide not to fight you will be shot and there uh, i watched a long piece on this last night it was really interesting including showing a wagner group putting out videos of shooting people who tried to desert or would not fight, including one guy they bludgeoned to death with a sledgehammer. So that's how they keep you in line in the Wagner group. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, quite a difference in motivation between people who are fighting because of the fear of who's behind them and people who are fighting saying, I saw one Ukrainian soldier the other day say, I'll fight him with my fist till, my, till, till I die if I have to. That's a completely different thing. Yeah. Yes, it is. God, it's horrible. Oh, it is. It's just, it's horrible for so many people on so many levels. They think 450,000 Russians have fled the country. And like you said earlier, a lot of those are the educated, got money, got talent, got skills that have left. 
Yeah, yeah. Like so many other things, I suspect the brain drain of Russia might be a little bit exaggerated by people who are rooting for Ukraine, but who knows? Hard to know. They don't have a free press there is the thing. Anyway, we'll talk to some other smart people about this. we got other things to uh, discuss for you. Uh, got some interesting texts about the uh, the big trial we were talking about, the murder trial. Maybe we'll get to those other things. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.